Welcome to This Is Nursing, a podcast about nurses by nurses. Let's get going. Welcome to This Is Nursing. It's a podcast about nurses by nurses, where we talk about their work and all the things that make their jobs exciting, complex, and unique. My name's Tyler, and I'm here with Vicky, a colleague and a pal, and we'll be your hosts today as we explore the world of nursing. Today on our show, we're talking with Susan Alves, um, who's a who's a clinical nurse educator in home, in home care in the Edmonton Zone, and we're really, really excited to talk to her about her uh, her journey in nursing and also uh, about uh, mentorship and how that what how that's played a role in her career so far. So welcome, Susan, to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. And and Vicky's here too, and she's got a bit of a cold, so she's not going to talk as much today, but we'll have to wait and see whether that plays out or not. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm never really able to contain myself, am I? No, that's that's okay. That's, <laughs> um, but thanks again. So um, we sometimes like to start these conversations off by just learning a little bit more about your nursing journey and your experiences overall. Like where, how did you get into nursing? Where, you know, how did you, yeah. all, your story till now, can you help? And where are you? Things? Tell us where you are in the province and where you work and all that stuff. Okay. So um, I'm currently, uh, like Tyler said, I'm a clinical, clinical nurse educator. I work um, in the Edmonton zone and um I work out of the Northeast Home Care Office, which is the largest office in the zone. We um, we have about 200 staff and uh, we have a lot of clients. Um, we cover the downtown core. We cover um, um, all the way past uh, the river to the city's edge um, and uh, up to about 149th Street. So it's really big. Um, but to start with my nursing journey, so my nursing journey actually began at a really early age. Uh, my mom's a nurse, retired now, and when I was young, she worked in the ER, and she would come home and tell us moments of her day, and they just really fascinated me. Uh, some of my siblings would be completely grossed out, and I would just get more and more interested and start asking questions. Um, I also really loved that when we were sick or injured, our mom knew what to do, and that was just really mm -hmm. comforting. Um, so when I graduated high school, though, I didn't go into nursing. Um, I was accepted into the BSc program at the U of A, and I thought, okay, I'll just do some general studies. Wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but was sort of thinking, yeah, maybe I'll take dental hygiene. I like those hours of work better. <laughs> So that was actually my initial plan. So then I started at the U of A and it was so overwhelming. Um, the lectures, the size was 300 plus um, and trying to navigate asking questions to your professor or their assistant and you'd go up to them and they're like, are you even in my class? <laughs> and um, I just felt really lost. So. Mm -hmm. I was coming from a small high school, and so it was just such a, it was absolutely 100% a culture shock for me. Um, and then at this, a lot of students feel that. It's just, it's a big leap, isn't it? It totally is. And I also felt like going from, you know, doing well in high school and then into university, it was like, 
am I missing some courses in between here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm really lost. So, All of a sudden, they're like, well, you're adult learners now. Right? And what does that mean when you're just yeah. out of high school? So um, at the same time, I'd actually looked into the dental hygiene program, learned a little bit more about the job, and realized, yeah, that's not what I wanted to do. So I was like, okay, well, what now? Um, my mom had actually seen an article uh in the Edmonton Journal for um, an open house at, well, at the time it was called Grant McEwen University and, or college, I think. And they were taking um, registration for their brand new CBL or context-based nursing program um, with an opportunity to transfer to the U of A to complete my degree after. And so we went and we're, I still wasn't really sure if nursing was where I wanted to go, but my mom's like, ah, just just come with me. Let's go. What's it going to hurt? So I went. Mm -hmm. The open house was great. I absolutely love the environment of Grant McEwen or McEwen now. Um, and so I registered. And um, we were actually the guinea pigs for CBL or text-based learning. It's totally different than how we did it. Mm -hmm. I did that at McEwen too. Did you? Yeah, in 2003 in that accelerated program. And okay. it was a crazy leap where all of a sudden you're not only learning the content, but then you have to teach it to everyone. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, 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 well, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was that your you're experience right. too, where you had to like, you had a case study and you had to learn about, you know, schizophrenia, for example, in this age of person. I still remember the first one I got, which we were in a group and we had to do a scenario about labor and delivery. None of us had seen a labor and delivery. <laughs> and to try and understand and then teach it, it was so yeah. overwhelming. <laughs> we're like, so people would be like, well, how, like, what are the signs or symptoms that labor is progressing? And we're like, well, according to the textbook, this is what it says, but I don't know. So, yeah, it was definitely different. Um, so, you, so you graduated from that program. Yeah. Was, was it the regular or the accelerated one? I, I don't think they had the accelerated. Okay. Yeah. So it was just the regular. And then um, we transferred after second year and went to the U of A to finish off our degree. Mm -hmm. So um, in my third year, I had the opportunity to do a practicum in home care. And I had a wonderful preceptor, absolutely loved the experience, really drawn to the client-centered approach that home care has. And just mm -hmm. being a guest in someone's home and being a guest along their medical journey, I knew that's where I wanted to practice. So. Um, I completely arranged to have that focus of community my fourth year. Mm -hmm. And then the summer before I started fourth year, I was working as an employed nursing student on the spinal cord injury at the Glenrose. And I was working alongside one of our fourth year professors. I remember her first name being Jane. I don't remember her last name. And she wisely suggested I get some acute care experience under my belt just to ensure that I had really strong assessment and and 
practical skills just because community work is so autonomous. And so completely changed around my fourth year, focused on surgery. And um, I stayed there for a full year after I graduated. I was at the Grey Nuns on their high-risk vascular surgery unit. So I even worked charge, did day night, which yeah. I didn't want to do. <laughs> but you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, you got the experience. Yeah, I totally did. And um, I look back on it now and I'm so, so grateful and glad I did it. Like just the experience of, you know, calling a code for the first time on your own or being in charge and, um, you know, just building that confidence um, and and learning kind of as you go, right? So uh, then one morning on my way home from my night shift, I rolled my brand new car. And oh there was a light bulb moment like, okay, I think I'm done with day nights and shift mm -hmm. work. So um, in May 2002, I accepted a job in home care and I've never looked back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Oh. Well, like we're ha so happy that you're you pulled through the rollover. That would have been a terrifying um, incident. Um, anyway, mm -hmm. I, just a couple of things that I just uh, that was great. Thanks for for sharing that with us. In 20 years in home care, that's really quite remarkable. Uh, mm -hmm. First, you know, uh, but also just a couple of things that I just found so interesting about your story. Okay, um, you know, on the you're like at least a second generation uh, RN or nurse, mm -hmm. whatever. That's a mm -hmm. common theme. But on this podcast, same with Vicky, same with me, same yeah. with a lot of the people that we've talked to, which yeah. is so interesting to me. Um, I think that's really cool. You you mentioned a lot. You know, it's also not new to you that you didn't necessarily go into nursing right away. It just became the you know the right thing to do as you sort of had some more time to think about it and have some experience in the world. I think that's very interesting. Again, a common theme. That's what it was for me too and others that we've talked to. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, um, which I think lends into what we're talking about today, which is really about mentors and those those nurses that have really influenced us. You talked about at least two, right? You had a great preceptor in home care and then that that fourth year ins instructor that that helped you make some decisions about your career. And I just think that's, you know, that's again, a common theme again, and I'm so happy to hear it through your story too, that and the importance of of those roles as, as informal or formal nurse leaders and how the impact we have on those that are learning and developing and coming along behind us or beside mm -hmm. us or whatever. Yeah, so I just thought, Absolutely. great story. Thanks for, those are my initial thoughts. Thank you. Well, and so often, I, you know, especially of late, like in our shop, we've been talking a lot about the nursing mentorship network and about the, you know, supports that HS is building to um, provide, you know, for for new nurses or um, experienced nurses, anyone in between. But, you know, that's really a formal structure. And when you talk about those people that influenced you early on, I think sometimes we don't even realize that we are mentors to people. That Absolutely. we're being mentored and um, and all it really comes down to is that sounding board and support and, um, you know, coaching questions. Uh, and I so I heard that. Yeah, Tyler, great reflection. Like those were things that happened for you. And look at the value in that. Mm -hmm. Can you talk more about that? Because I think there's there are people in our lives that they don't even know what they've done for us in those seemingly small ways. 
Um, do you feel like you think about those people often or, um, you know, how do they fit into your idea of mentorship? Well, I think part of it is, you know, um, just being open to hearing people's feedback, right? Like, I think I look back sometimes on those now, and I think if I wasn't open to people's feedback, I don't know if I would have recognized it as like a potential turning point for me in my career. Um, so I think that that just being open is is really key. Um, but um, also to I I think it that's also just my personality a little bit too. Like I I love to hear about people's stories and you know where they came from and why they're doing what they are doing or their journey. And um, I, I think it also really adds to the nursing profession because we all have a history, we all have place where we started, and and it it impacts you know our our skill base and and our our job today. For sure. And, you know, those are clearly, I think, characteristics or attributes anyway of, of clinical nurse educators. Is that can is that fair to say that because you care about people's histories and their stories and things, is that how you ended up in the CNE role, which is such an important role within our nursing profession? How can you tell us how you ended up in the CNE role? Well, I think actually I know I ended up in the CNE role because I was with home care to be very mm -hmm. honest with you both. Um, so I was drawn to home care because of the strong mentorship base that existed, um, regardless of what team you worked on or where you worked or the population mm -hmm. you served, like everyone was always willing mm -hmm. to answer questions, show you how to complete processes, go along on visits with you to support mm -hmm. you, just to make sure everybody was really comfortable with their job. Mm -hmm. um, so when a position came available to become a CNE role uh, or to become a CNE, the role just seemed like a natural step for me. Mm -hmm. um, it it just felt like something I'd already been doing for years. Um, you know, I loved preceptoring students. I loved mentoring new staff when I was frontline, and so it was really a natural progression for me. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's like? Um... <clears throat> unique to home care that the the um, nature of that sort of um, supportive environment I mean we've got excellent units um, in hospital and clinic and you know all different settings across AHS and across Alberta but um, you know just thinking about the the way that people work in home care that they really are practicing independently and so then um, you know, that community, I could see how the community would really develop to be very strong to support each other. When you're in someone's home or you're out on the roads, you're relying on your people to check in on you. You check in yeah. with them, let them know where you are. I wonder how that's, um, yeah, just I feel like maybe that's a bit more unique than the hospital setting or just different maybe. I don't know. I want to think it's unique. Um I like even just how our offices are set up, you know, you sit in pods um, within your team and um, before COVID hit and we started working virtually, you would uh, touch base and check in with your team at the beginning of the day, you go out on your visits and then you would come back and finish your day at the office. And so it fostered 
you know, that checking in, that debriefing, um, you know, the the problem solving of approach of, okay, I'm going to go ask the OT, I, you know, I need their input on um, this client who I can't get their wound to heal or, you know, that kind of thing. So it, the environment itself really fostered it. So that's great. And I just make now I'm starting to try and connect all of, you know, your um, it sounds like mentorship has become an important part of your role, providing mentorship to others. And you've seen that and you've benefited from that throughout your career. And now you're in involvement with the nursing mentorship network. You've sort of engaged in a in a mentorship relationship as the mentee. Is that mm -hmm. right? Can you tell us mm -hmm. about that? So um, oh, I feel so lucky actually to be a mentee of Dawn's. Um, I, I have wanted to pursue my master's for many years and I didn't know which one I should take. It just seems like there's so many out there. Um, I didn't know, I was kind of lost. And so the, the mentorship network, um, the email came out about the announcement of it really at the perfect time for me. Um, I had started looking into um, options and um, wasn't really feeling like I was getting any answers. And um, I loved the idea that I could sign up as a mentee and maybe um, find out if I could figure out a path for myself, actually. And um, so I reached out to Dawn after reading her profile and um, yeah Dawn has really provided so much clarity and given me so many opportunities uh, within the nursing mentorship network. Um, yeah so just to speak to even a few of them um, I've had the opportunity to facilitate two um, mentorship community of practice sessions I've had the opportunity to create a resource in there. Um, I'm a member of the Mentorship Advisory Committee, which is one of my favorite parts. I love the collaboration with people from all over the province and the passion and knowledge about mentorship just in general has been really amazing, so. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, you know, while these are kind of um, ways that your mentor has helped you, th they're opportunities that she has um, opened the door for, for you. What you're talking about is kind of a combined thing, like the, the support that you receive from her, just knowing that someone has your back. Like, it sounds like you've got this confidence kind of from just knowing that you have mm -hmm. someone to help you wayfind and that they believe in you and that they, you know, you can bounce things off of them before you go towards these opportunities and afterwards and debrief. So very much kind of a similar structure, hey, from, mm -hmm. from home mm -hmm. care. Yeah. And I think, too, just the energy that the Mentorship Network creates, um, getting on the, the COP or community of practice sessions and just the um, discussions and input that we get from the members it's you just leave there feeling happy or empowered or you know excited about um, your job and uh, just nursing in general 
That's so that's so great to hear. And boy, uh, is that something ever that people could use, I think, now mm -hmm. and for always, right? So that's so nice mm -hmm. to hear. And so just, I mean, to give a little plug, because why wouldn't we, right, to the Nursing Mentorship Network, anybody who's listening, email, <laughs> wow. email, email nursing.mentorship at ahs.ca, and you too can come and, and fill your mm -hmm. cup up and, and be part of this great group. And you can even, Susan's um, sessions were phenomenal and you don't have to take my word for it you can you can watch them they're 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 recorded and they're there and come and join those sessions and don the don that she's talking about is don a colleague of vicky is my uh, don valet mcdonald and she sort of runs that co that mentorship network and yeah it's a really mm -hmm. great thing it really mm -hmm. is and and no, do a no small part to your contribution susan so thanks for oh, that thank you yeah. I really well, so where it. so where are you on the mentorship spectrum now? Because your mentee and your mentor are you, and like what do do we get to place ourselves somewhere on the spectrum? Do we need to? Are we always? Is this lifelong learning? You know what? Um, where do you feel like you are in your journey, in your professional journey? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I would say I'm still. Uh, in the mentee role, um, I I would really love to finish my master's, and um, I I have the ultimate goal. I would love to join your the team that you are both on. Um, uh, Pretty great place, gotta say. <laughs> I oh, everyone I've talked to is just so wonderful and so knowledgeable, and I I just love um, the impact you guys have um within your role so that's oh, my stop. ultimate stop. that's my ultimate so i don't know <laughs> well you know it's, it's the reason i ask is because with uh, with your credentials and your experience and all of, you know the fact that you are doing your masters etc 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 there are many nurses at ahs that would look at you and say well gosh like can she be my mentor i mean we're all the, the point is we're all on the journey right and sometimes we think of ourselves as still really you know very young in our journey but there's always new fresh faces coming to ahs who want to learn and who are eager and and we can share that so i think you know my point being sort of we can be both right and we we are throughout our yeah. career that's yeah. a great point vicky so maybe that's a question you know vic uh, to susan you know what what would be your advice to those that are waiting to either enter as a become a mentor or to be a mentee what would you tell them um just do it um it i i can totally relate that you know to send you know if you're looking to be a mentee um to send that email out to a mentor can be a little bit intimidating when you look at sometimes their credentials or the work that they do um but just do it, have a conversation with them. Um, I, when I approached Dawn, I really didn't have as clear a path as what I have now. And she's really helped me sort of come to like, bring that to fruition. Um, and so it, I, I just think, just do it, just put out that email, put up the profile if you, if you feel that, um, you know, being a mentor is something that you have the ability or capacity to do because mm -hmm. it has such an impact on people. That's such a great advice. And just a quick follow up, because I know we got to let you get back to your busy work. Um, but 
you know, how do we, is, is there, um, if people's concern, I love the just do it recommendation, by the way, um, <laughs> if there are tight time constraints or pressures, or I don't think, you know, what do you think? Are there ways to work around that? Or, you know, if you think your life is busy, how do you find room for this? You know, how do you so, find room in your busy life? So Don and I only meet for 30 minutes once a month. Oh, wow. That's it. Ooh, okay. Um, that's really all of that our schedules can accommodate. And, um, you know, it, it gives us an opportunity to just sort of sit, enjoy a cup of coffee, which both of mm -hmm. us, you know, our days don't always allow for that. Mm -hmm. And it's just sort of a touch in, like touch base time where, you know, I talk about my opportunities and, you know, what I've got going on and same with her and, and, you know, we share resources. Um, and it doesn't even have to be anything formal. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's just a way to connect. And the other thing too, that I think that the mentorship network has allowed is it's really broadened AHS for me again like I think during the pandemic and working virtually you we all became like so focused on just our programs or or like it felt like our world got smaller a little bit in a way and mm -hmm. so it's opened up just like the whole AHS as a whole again mm -hmm. if that makes any sense so you don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to park. No. You don't have to wear a blazer. You don't have no. to like be prepared and have a paper written. You just show up. Yep. I mean, that seems pretty good. And you just, just arrange stopped. a time that works for you and your mentor. So maybe yep. your mentor works night shifts and you do too. And then you guys do it in the middle of the night. Yep. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that. I mean, that sounds really easy. Who's not buying into this, this uh, dynamic now? <laughs> sounds pretty good yeah no kidding and i think you know i i've long um believe that you know mentorship and uh, is part of how we unlock and that's part of this podcast too and how do we celebrate and unlock the potential of nursing at ahs and you're, you're living proof of of that and think of what we could do if we could just help people find some opportunities and and support them to be who they want to be as a nurse. So I don't know. I think this has been a really great eye-opening conversation for me. And thanks, Susan Elves, for joining us uh, today. Thank I said you. your first and the last name for this reason, because I got it wrong in the intro, even <laughs> though I asked fine. you how to pronounce it two seconds before. Um, <laughs> I so. led you astray, though. That was my fault. I did that. <laughs> but this has been Elves. really, really great. Elves. So thanks. <laughs> Elves, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So thank you for your work that you do and for all of the work that you've done with the Nursing Mentorship Network. And uh, Vicki, do you have any, or, or Susan, do you have any closing comments or questions for us? No, I don't. I really enjoyed the time. It's Me too. Great. Yeah, this thank has you. been wonderful. Thank you both. Thanks for stopping by. You can find us at AHS Podcast. Please, please subscribe. Musical introduction is thanks to Yes Nice. You can find them on Apple Music, iTunes, and Spotify. See you next time.